Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What is going on, everyone? We are live. It is Tuesday night, and it is the greatest podcast in the world, shooting the shit uncensored, and you know who this is. It's the truth, the dad bod god, the bald, the beard, and the fucking beautiful Piers Austin. And tonight, man, I got Guido returning to the podcast. Man, I'm excited to get Guido back on. We're going to be talking a lot of, about a lot of crazy shit that's been going down, and you know we're going to be touching on everything. No one is fucking safe. But but before we get into that, we're going to thank our sponsor for tonight's episode, and that is healthvape.com. Now, listen, healthvape.com is your healthy vaping alternative. All of their products are no nicotine, no addictive or harmful chemicals. They help restore your energy while giving you the vital boost you need to get through your day. So go and check out healthvape.com. Use that promo code MWAPOD to get a 10% discount in your final purchase also make sure you tap that like share subscribe all that good shit and tap in because we're giving you free podcasts every single week twice a week every tuesday thursday at 9 p.m so get to clicking and tap in but without further ado let's get in to my conversation with the sire of barb wire guido baby What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the greatest podcast in the world, Shooting the Shit Uncensored. And I am joined by one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I know I say that about every guest that I have on, but this time I actually mean it. The one and only Guido is in the house. What's going on, Guido? What's going on, Peter? How you been, brother? I've been good, man. I've been good. Just, uh, you know, chilling, chilling, seeing a lot of uh, shit that's been going on in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, especially in our world. But, uh, man, what's been happening with you, man? How's life? Oh, man, life's been great, man. I got 
really good job recently got married um just living life to the fullest. you know what i mean I saw that. Congrats, man. Congrats, man. The missus finally made an honest uh, man out of you. Congrats. She put my balls in a jar. <laughs> oh, that's it, man. You know, as a, as a guy who's been married for like going on nearly 10 years, man, if you if you actually told me you were going to get married, what I would have told you was fucking run, motherfucker, run. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I... Nah, it's a beautiful thing finding your actual soulmate, someone you can commit to settling down with and growing old and dying next to each other. Like it's a beautiful thing. A hundred percent, man. You know what? Before I met my wife, I never really believed in that. Like, I just thought like that there's no such thing as a soulmate and falling in love and all this stuff. It's just like, I always looked at it as you just find some like another human being that you can t- sort of tolerate the most out of more than anybody else. And you just sort of settle down with them and deal with them and habitate with them. But no, it, it's definitely different. I feel like when you meet, when you know, when you're with the right one, when life is just easy majority of the time, like you have your ups and downs, but for majority of it, it's it, it's easy sailing you know what i'm saying yeah it really is like it's it's like me marrying your best friend you know like you'd sit there and shoot the shit watch stupid movies that neither of you really like but you're gonna watch it anyways and you both cook good food good dinner raising a beautiful family yeah, it's it, it's it's really hard to explain man love is love is on a different level a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent it is, bro. It's, it's, it's wild and crazy. And, you know, when you add kids into the mix and all that sort of stuff, bro, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a recipe for an absolute, uh, amazing life. You know what I mean? If you can set yourself up the right way, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Good times, man. Looking forward to the future. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. But, uh, man, there's been like, dude, like looking at, at all the craziness that, like, that we've sort of been seeing unfold, um, you know what I mean? Predominantly on Facebook. Like I feel it's like, cause I was actually saying this the other day. I was like, man, like there's nothing's really been happening the last week or two. And then like today I was like recording a podcast with someone. And then next thing you know, while I'm recording, I see these fucking notifications going off and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I get off and there's like three things just like popping off out of nowhere. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, that's usually what happens when you deal with cook cunts. Yeah, yeah. man. It is, bro. It some is, people, man. Some people just latch on to shit and they just can't get over it. Like, Jesus Christ. So it, it's interesting, man. Like, I saw, um, and one of the things I think we were talking about off air and, and in messages like the last couple of days was um, the, the DMDU shit, right? And, uh, like I saw, like, like this has sort of been unraveling for quite a while. Like I saw someone did a spreadsheet that I saw shared on Google uh, that was on um, so on Twitter, and then like I've just seen more and more stuff being shared. Where like I even like I think it was on Sunday or Monday that I sort of like sent out a, a tweet or a social media thing. And it was like, hey, you know, like there's a lot of accusations being around. There's a lot of questions being thrown around. Um, you know, if anyone from there wants to come on and have a chat and 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 give their side of the story to the to the broader community, because I feel like, you know what I mean? Like if they've if they're if, if they want to, like I said, there's a there's an opportunity to come on and address it, bro. And I feel like, you know, that I'm reputable enough where I can give someone who I might not necessarily agree with, but I'll give them an opportunity to, to, to say what's on their mind and let the, the people hear what they have to say. 
which probably would have been a better decision to make besides going on social media and writing a, writing a blog or something about it. Cause I mean, words get lost in translation and you can easily pick things apart. If somebody puts it out on paper, it's mm -hmm. better to hear it straight from the horse's mouth and let the horse like actually sit there and talk and yap on. And, but yeah, you know, it, it, it was foretelling that the future was inevitable. <laughs> I think we were talking off air about it, and I was saying the last time I was on here, you know, it's a recipe for disaster what they were doing. And I mean, fuck, <laughs> really, like it's disheartening, you know, to watch it all trans. Knew it was going to happen, but to watch it all unfold the way that it has, and like the whole deflection and not answering questions that are asked, but like deflecting, like it's just, yeah, who knows. I feel like, like the, the the most part of it, like with, with them, and and like I saw that the the their statement. I think you shared it with me, or someone shared their statement with me, and I read it, and I was just like, man, like this is just like gaslighting and deflecting shit. From, from yeah, the most part, that's how I took it, and it's like, you know I mean, like there's no ownership of mistake. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and that's what it's always been about too. I mean, the same with. Uh, because I was with them at the very beginning, like, as you know, and all that. And the same when I was unceremoniously fired, it was, it was, the email was just a straight gaslight. Mm. Sending me like, oh, we hope that your mental health gets better. Here's different call numbers, like men's mental health lines that you can call. We hope that we can revisit this in the future once you're in a better, like, mental state and all that. And it was just a gaslight and a deflection from um, the real, the real problem at hand. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it, like I feel like, do you feel like, cause like for me, I saw them when they first started and everything looked really good. Like everything looked really, really good on paper. They came in very progressive, had this, yeah. this, this, this amazing mindset. And then it just, like probably the last couple years, like, like, you know what I mean? Like they started strong, but then like maybe 18 months or maybe or so ago, it all just started unraveling. And like, I started hearing a lot of shit coming out from them. Oh, heaps of shit. And that's kind of what, uh, like the downfall of me being there was, cause you know, I, I have no filter and I'm just going to say it like it is. Mm. And I like, like the rise and downfall of it, like from my point of view was just greed and ego. And that's what took over, like, you know, um, them want, like wanting to be the stars, putting the championships on themselves, like the whole deathmatch championships. Like, you don't like, like I was trying to tell them at the very beginning, talking about the first tournament and who the first deathmatch champion should be. And I'm trying to like talk with, you know, Joel and Jay at the time and, telling them like don't put it on one of you don't put it on one of yourselves like just don't do that don't mm. don't put it on anybody that's a part of the committee and you know you've seen in that letter like joel laid it out there who the whole committee was at the very beginning mm -hmm. and um that, that's gonna ruin it like that people are gonna know who's running this company mm. from the very beginning they're gonna know who's involved if you put it on one of yourselves it's gonna start tanking and sure enough, like the eyes started falling off. And then the second turn, like the second tournament when Callan lost it to Joel. And that was all like to get the title over state overseas. And 
like it was just a whole bunch of greed and ego going on and i i think that's what took the company down to be honest mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think it was like multiple different egos there working together that just was like a recipe for disaster? Yes, a hundred percent. Like I think it was just everybody wanting to try to make a name for themselves in the deathmatch world and knock things off of their bucket lists. And egos were clashing. And then when it came to like the whole finance part of it and stuff like that, like, I mean, come on, man. I can't even fly myself back over to the States and I've, I'm in a pretty decent job and stuff like with bills and finances and the exchange rate. I mean, mm. you're looking at, if you want to go overseas for two weeks, three weeks, you're looking at at least like $12,000. That's wild. And that's AUD. You know what I mean? So and mm. that's going to convert to like what? 900 and something, 9,000 something dollars American. Yeah. And you're thinking your flights and all that, which is going to be about 5,000, 6,000 plus your room, accommodation, food, all that good stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I got, I'm, I'm really disheartened with the way it's all turned out. Cause there was really something special there at the big, at the beginning. And then they just lost the plot. Mm, they sort of just, yeah. Like it, it, it sounds it though. Like, was there any, but like, why do you think that? Cause you started seeing like all of the, the, like, I don't know. Were they owners, promoters, what, what the committee members, whatever it was? Like, you, like there was what four of them, five of them, and then like three left. Like in the span of like six, three to four months. Like, why did you see anything there that could have been the lead up to that? I think the very beginning, because Smacks was only a part of DMDU for like the first three months like be they didn't even have a show when he was already gone yeah, like yeah, he, they were doing the little uh promo pictures and stuff like that and there was one of smacks on there are you deathmatch ready and i think once that he stepped back because they fucked him over i mean they've since made amends and all that from what i hear mm. but since he got fucked over on like artwork and stuff like that and he stepped back i think that should have been the writings on the wall but I mean, everybody just gave it a chance. Mm. Did you like when you read the statement? Did you find it genuine? Nah, not at all. It sounded just kind of like a an easy way to back out of everything, like mm. passing the company off to other people and stuff like that, taking a complete step back from it all. A total like apparently it's going to be ran and operated by completely new people that are the original five or six or however many there were. Mm. And it just, it just felt like a complete deflection to try to get away from having to answer to all the questions. And I think some of the numbers that were dropped about how much is still owed and how much has been paid out. I think that was a little bit of a stretch, mm. but then again, like, that's just my observations. I don't know for a fact or a hundred percent if you know that's true with the finances and all that, but just from observations and getting messages from people too, because people still message me all the time about it. Yes. And I know I know one person whose family's donated about five hundred bucks to the to the project, the whole family, because they were huge mm -hmm. DMU fans and they still haven't seen a red penny from it. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, I don't know. I guess it's it's hard to tell, especially when you're dealing with someone who's a worker and gone into that American carny business. Mm. I mean, dealing with the uh, Australian Ian Rotten, so to speak. <laughs> Who would you consider the Australian Ian Rotten, Joel? Yeah, well, you, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Mr. Bateman yeah. over there, you know, come on. I mean, mm. it's only like, and, and, you know, I might sound like a fucking asshole sitting there putting it on blast, but I mean, it is what it is. Facts are facts, mm. you know, and you know, if I was doing some shady shit like that, I would expect to be called out on it. And be put yeah. on black, you know what I mean? And like I I talked to Joel not too long ago. He came over and bought some light tubes from me because as you know, I got about like twelve thousand fucking light tubes in my backyard. But um <laughs> we, we actually talked about doing business together again and me yeah. going back to the MDU. And you know, I was all for it. You know, I'm all for trying to re rejuvenate and put life back into something that's fucking dying. But then he just stopped fucking talking to me again all of a sudden. That's what, you know, just feed me fucking bullshit. Tell me what I want to hear so you can get what you want out of me. And then I'm just going to fuck off. Kind of like he's done with everybody else. Do you like that? Is that kind of like a repeated behavior that you've seen from him? So th- that I've dealt with from him. Yes. Like not even seen, but dealt with firsthand. So, mm. so why do you think like Callan, Jay and Aaron left the company. Uh, I th- now this is all speculation, you know, sure. but just from um, the little hints and stuff that I've seen and just re- being able to read between the lines, uh, Jay was kind of pushed aside because of the remarks that he made on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen that, that racist <laughs> stuff. And, and then there was uh, some other stuff going on behind the scenes that uh, was probably not very good. You know, you're a married man trying to hit on people that are doing ring crews. That was probably not a good idea. But I think that before all that came to light, it was just pushed aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Aaron stepped away because Callan did. And, of course, they're a couple. You know, they're together. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so that makes sense. It's, you know, expectable on that point. Of course, yeah. I, because uh, I was honestly surprised when Callan retired. Like that shocked me. And like out of everybody, like I feel the most bad for him in the whole situation. Because he was a very genuine person. Every mm. time I talked to him, he was always real honest and straightforward for me, to me. And he never beat around the bush. You know, like I have a lot of respect for that man. And I feel like he got shafted on that American tour that he was going to do because he was going to go over, overseas and work for a couple of big companies out there and do, I uh, think Ian Rotten was going to do the king of the death matches, but kind of just fuck that off again. Like he always does carning yeah. people out of money and then so canceling the show. And that was on his bucket list. And I know that was on his bucket list because I talked with the man and, yeah. um, I think that they were using DMDU funds because they were drawing big numbers at that time. And um, I think they were using the funds to for Joel to fly over, do the American Deathmatch title, win that, 
And they were going to use that for Callan's little trip too. And I think once once somebody said, uh, we don't have any funds to be able to fly you over, it kind of took the wind out of his sails because he was working hard for that. Yeah. And I really feel bad that like his dream and something that he could have like fulfilled was was ripped from him. And it's yeah, man, like that's rough. Like I feel with Jay and Callan, like it was they were set up for failure. Why do you think Jay was set up for failure? Using his name. Because he's got like a bit of a name in the whole uh, punk rock community and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, his mental health isn't so good. And he tends to say some things that he probably shouldn't say at times. And they yeah. just put him out there and just let him do what he wanted to do instead of trying to rain a leash on him like they were trying to do to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. They kind of just gave him the rope to hang himself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because, like, I I got told by a majority of people, like, that I know that, that you know, a lot of those guys were saying not a lot of not so very nice things about me. And when I, I like, you know what I mean? And I, it came from, like, not just, like, one or two people, but a lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, all right, man, fuck you, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? That was my take on it, bro. Like, you know, like I said, I'm not taking it personal now, but I'm seeing all this sort of shit going down. I'm just like, well, go on, man. Like, apparently, you know, this is the the bullshit, <clears throat> you know, kind of people that they are. You know what I mean? This is what they were, so there's nothing personal here. You know, like I see it as, they're just shit human beings by the look of it. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt after I was cut out, too. I was just like, you know, give them every chance in the world. Um there was really only just like, I, I feel like I was really only worked by Joel. Mm. I mean, me and Jay kind of had our problems here and there too. Cause he said some shit in private message and stuff that was relayed back to me. Flying monkey. Yeah. Like was like, Hey, check this out. Show me a screenshot. And Wait, um, you a flying monkey. No, no. He like a flying monkey from the group message that he was in. Flew me over a message, a screenshot. Right, yeah, there were flying monkeys in that group message and shit. Oh, I get they you. Just, I get they exposed him for like some shit that he said said about me in that message group, and I had to call him out on it. I made a post on Facebook, and like I was instantly hit up because every time when I was with DMDU, if I would make a post about anything, mm. I was hit up right away. Like they were watching what I said to make sure and trying to censor me and. Uh, but yeah, like they're like me and Jay had our little problems, but we were able to get over that, talk it out like men. Me and Joel, on the other hand, like man, he was a, he was hard to work with. <laughs> he always tries to tell promoters and shit that I'm hard to work with, which is why I don't get booked. But uh, nah, he was really hard to work with because he's a little worker, man. Like, works. Do you, do you feel like uh, like he did affect your future bookings elsewhere? Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. And it's just because of his little fucking little bit of clout that he got from going overseas and stuff and getting that little bit of recognition. And I've actually had fucking uh, promoters tell me that 
he's hit him up and been like, oh, are you sure you want to work with him? He's hard to work with. It's like, no, I'm easy as fuck to work with. You just don't <laughs> like me in my fucking mouth, bro. Yeah. If I don't like the way something's going and I speak up on it, you don't like it. If I call you out for being a fucking cunt, you don't like it. Mm. That may instantly makes me the bad guy because I'm speaking out, yeah. which is one of their big things anyways. It's like speaking out, like, oh, let's do this whole, you know, we back the speak out movement, you know, we're progressive, we're woke as shit, you know, we're all up on it, but just don't do it against us. Well, you know what? Like I've always, like I always start to think it's like the people that claim to be the most progressive, that claim to be the most wokest, are usually the one with the darkest fucking skeletons in the closet. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that hope that the shit that they were doing back in 2004, 2005 doesn't come back out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And covering up for fucking people that are doing stupid fucking shit too. Like, you know, you're going to cancel me because I speak up, but then you're going to keep a fucking known womanizer who has been fucking chased out of two different fucking states here on your roster and push him to the fucking moon. Yeah. Well, he's, he's that guy got outed and like, I, I've heard stories about that guy too, from like multiple people and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, in wrestling, the whole cancel culture kind of thing comes down to us. Like, Oh yeah. If you do some horrible shit, you shouldn't be around. Well, it, let, it depends who you are. It depends what you can do for other people. Let, let, let's just wait and let's just review this for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way how it is. It's like, but if you're not popular, you're not really on that totem pole. It's like, eh, what a scumbag. But if it's someone like higher up on the totem pole, ah, oh, well, he was just he was just working people. He was just <laughs> rib. It was just a rib. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like there's so many different standards of shit and like wrestling is, you know, and, and it's probably not just wrestling, but it's also other industries as well. But like wrestling, you definitely see it. Oh, it's fucking wrestling and that shit kind of shit goes hand in hand for the most part. But I mean, if you're doing some shit and you're known to do some shit, you should be outed. Like this business has changed. You know, it's not like back in the seventies and eighties when you could fucking, go do a fucking ounce of cocaine and smoke fucking hella meth, drink hella beers and go home and bash your wife and then be Jeez. on TV the next, the next night and nobody gives a flying fuck because media wasn't so prevalent. But now that it's all prevalent, you know, as long as you're like, I can, I can get not canceling people. If they're just accused of something with no proof whatsoever, like then there's no reason to cancel them. But if there's fucking solid proof out there, then like you know yeah bro like, just, I, like be around you know what i'm saying like yeah man like it, it, it's a wild it, like yeah you know i mean like it's one thing like if someone's an asshole fair enough if they're doing stuff that's like borderline illegal and like you know what i mean like just being a fucking pest and a fucking nuisance to people in a way which is like i don't know kind of seedy then yeah, man, like that shit needs to fuck off. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to deal with that. But yeah, then kind of what I'm saying too. Yeah, but in but a different I, way, I guess. Just in the weirdo way. Hundred percent. But even if there's like, even when there's solid proof, bro, like a lot of people can be like, oh yeah, but like I said, 
you know, what they can do for, well, oh, well, you know, let, let, let's investigate it. When that gets said, you're just like, man, this motherfucker's getting off. As soon as they say, as soon as people say, well, we investigate it, as in meaning, we're like, this person brings us a lot of fucking money. And we ain't gonna fuck with that. So we're gonna give them a pass. That that's honestly how how it comes across. That's true. But how many people on the independent wrestling scene are fucking Ric Flair's? How many people are actually bringing in bringing you in thousands of dollars on the gate? You know what I mean? Like not very many. You know, no. No. and most of those guys, like the good indie guys, they're not fucking cunts. Well. Mm. Maybe we don't know their cunts yet. It could come out, but you know, like I don't know. This the wrestling game's pretty fucking shady in its own right. <laughs> there's there's a lot of fucking shit bags in it. And a lot of the shit bags we don't even know until it comes out, and then we're all just like, Oh my god, he did that? No way. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely wild though. Like I feel but like when do you think that that wrestling really took that that change to where it is now because it's like wrestling used to be one of the most wildest forms of entertainment and now it's like i don't know man like it's it's kind of it, it's you know what i mean like i don't know like it, it's so i don't know are people so cautious i don't know like i don't know what it is i would say probably about like 2015 is when the the tides start to shift mm. and that's when like a lot of um like uh, i was like lgbtq started taking off and respecting people's pronouns and all that good stuff which you know 100 percent, i'm all for mm. and then the whole it's like speaking out against people that have done you wrong and um, i think that i think 2015 is when it started like actually taking flight and people started actually speaking up because the whole me too started happening way before the me too movement mm. and people were getting called out. Cause I remember, you know, it, was, it would have been about 2015, 2016 when, you know, um, a certain wrestling promoter, I'm not going to bring up his name cause he's, you know, he's gone already, but he got called out for pretty much um, grooming a minor while sleeping with her mother. And this happened back in the days, and like grooming, grooming her child, and then when she became of age, broke up with the mother, and slept with the child a bit, and then tossed them off to the side. And it was just, uh, and so like I was like twenty fifth in America, twenty fifteen is about when it started to take off. Like here, I wouldn't know about you know before twenty twenty, but that's wild, man. Yeah, because it's it's you look at it and it's the, the shift in society that it sort of went through where it's like, and it comes down where people sort of, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're quick to sort of just like to shut people out, cancel it and all that. And I've always been a big proponent of being going, if someone's done some heinous shit, then absolutely. They need to be called out for it. They need to be punished at the full extent of the law in the country in which they reside. But if someone said some fucking like ignorant shit, some dumb shit, like, I feel like we need to be able to educate people 
especially younger people that might say some stupid shit. Because, like, bro, like, I take you and I are probably around about the same age, give or take a year here or there. But, like, I assume that when we were in our 20s and maybe even a little bit younger that we spoke a fucking bunch of fucking bullshit and fucking said a lot of offensive shit. And it's like, and we look back now as, like, you know, men that are in our, you know, 40s and we can go, well... Yeah, I mean, back then that was not appropriate. That was blah, 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 because we've learned, we've educated ourselves, we've and we've learned from our mistakes. Where I feel like a lot of people just are quick just to say, "No, nah, fuck them off." That's it. They done. No, and I can agree with that a hundred percent because um, I, I had a, you know, my uh, my old protege, uh, Phoenix kid. You know, like he said some dumb shit and you know did some dumb shit when he was younger. You know, like let's say what about. You know, about the same time, 2015, 2016, and I had a talk with him and kind of educated him a bit. You know, mm. obviously it didn't help out much, but, you know, talk to him and educate him a bit and try to help him out and let him know, like, hey, man, I was in this position 18 years ago when I first broke into the business. Don't make the same mistakes that I made. Don't be a fucking shit dick. Don't say shit dick things. <laughs> if you have, like... 100% clause to fucking put somebody on blast and call them, call them out about their shit by all means. Yeah. But don't just go rambling on saying stupid fucking shit that you're going to regret. And that's going to yeah. get you fucking messed out. Nowadays, like you can't even fucking fart in public without somebody telling you you're going to go to jail. Someone screaming assault. You know, it's fucking, <laughs> it, it's fucking wild, man. Like I, I feel like, there's definitely like a, a fine line of, of what people can do. And I feel like now, like you're starting to see people like not necessarily, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like that kind of, I don't know, woke culture, cancel culture, culture. I feel like that kind of shit's kind of gradually leaving and we're sort of seeing people sort of opening up a little bit more now. Like, do you think that that's sort of coming more of, uh, from what I've noticed in like day to day life, yes, in the wrestling business, no, not so much. Mm. Like um, wrestling business is still all about that council type shit, but they're getting to the point now where they're asking for actual convictions. Mm. Like, show me that this motherfucker spent time in jail for it. Show me a police report, a police record about it, which I think is the way that we need to go, anyways. Yeah, you know, like I think yes. that you can't just sit there and be like, "Oh, fucking Joe Schmo's a fucking pedophile, x him out," and everybody's just like, "Yep, yeah, fuck him, he's gone." Mm. Be like, "Oh, Joe Schmo's a pedophile." Well, show me the papers. Show me that's that conviction. Thing. That that's the thing, bro. Even that accusation, bro. That that word you throw out at someone it's like even if they're proven guilty or innocent bro like they're they're always labeled that they're always yeah, always. that you know what i mean like no matter what the thing is bro and and like i said bro that that's one of those that's one of those disgusting crimes in the world bro like fuck we we, we can't be just falsely accusing fuckers of that shit bro like that's the sort of shit that should be like lock these motherfuckers up and throw away the key type shit bro and like yeah, that's where it's 100%. like let's not falsely accuse someone, bro, just because you don't fucking like them or you have some fucking heat with them or beef, whatever it is, bro. But for that type of shit, man, nah, that's fucked, bro. Like for for real, for real. It it really is, and I've seen it done. 
Like, not so much here, because, like, I don't really follow the scene here in Australia all too well. Just mm-hmm. kind of, like, the circles that I've been around. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I follow those kind of, those, those circles and keep up on their day-to-day lives and their gimmicks and, you know, what they're doing and all that shit. Back in the States, man, that shit used to happen a lot. People would get X'd out just from fucking hearsay. Mm. And it could be anywhere from, the you know, the whole kitty fiddling to bashing your fucking missus or kicking a fucking dog. And just because they heard it, like, you're out. You're done. And I think it fucked up a lot of lives. I think it still kind of is. Because some people get accused of shit with no proof. And like a whole big chapter will be posted on Twitter or fucking Instagram and they'll get accused of some shit. And once the person responds to it, it was like, no, here's the proof. Here's the screenshots of our messages. Like I didn't fucking do nothing wrong. You're just bitter. And then bam, that post is deleted and everybody just stops talking about it. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird time we live in, Piers. <laughs> fucking oath, bro. It's a, it's a, it's it's a strange fucking time we live in, bro. Like, like you know what? Like, and we we touched on earlier, bro. Like the online sort of arguments and beefs, and and like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I've been seeing your name pop up in in one, you know, with you and like Phil Picasso going back and forth at each other, bro. Like, dude, like that is that is just like. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how many times I've like I've gone onto YouTube and I've like seen, hey, this is like, see this. I'm just like, I'm not YouTube, but on Facebook, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on between these two? But like, <laughs> like, w- like, where did the like the beef start between you and Phil? To be like 100 percent honest with you, man, like I don't have no beef with the fucking cook cunt. Like the dude's just fucking weird. He's been on my Facebook for a while. He added me ages ago. Like, he's been on my Facebook for a while. And kind of, like, I've always just ignored his fucking ridiculous posts and his ridiculous reels and his ridiculous fucking flyers that look like my fucking seven-year-old daughter fucking did them. Like, you know, like, it It all stemmed from, because me and Zuzu are good friends. Like, I'm, I'm good friends with Zuzu. He used to be my housemate on a couple different occasions, you know, like. I get along with the dude very, right, very well. Yeah. And um, it all stemmed because, like, I'm 100% for, like, if you've got beef with another man, that's who your beef is. If you've got beef with another, well, I shouldn't even say man, you know, you know, whatever. But if you've got beef with another person, that's who it should be with. Yeah. The second you bring in their family or their fucking kids, into the equation and you start talking about and shitting on because like, you know, it's well known to Zuzu has a daughter that's trans. Mm. And if you, when you start shitting and saying that you're a bad father, if you would have been in your kids' life, they wouldn't have turned out the way that they did and made the decisions that they did. You instantly become a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Instantly. And I, like, I'll stay out of it. <laughs> Until I see some shit where it's just like, no, this is 100% fucking wrong. What you're saying is fucking wrong. You're a fucking piece of shit. Mm. Own up to it. And instead of like owning up to when I first called him out, instead of owning up to it, then he shares his fucking friends from the backwoods of fucking Mississippi back in the state. One of his international fucking fans 
shares this fucking other cunt's fucking screenshots of what he, he sent messages to Zuzu. Yeah. And fucking said like the same shit and said he demented his fucking kids and shit. The and fuck? then fucking Phil fucking shares it and is like, he's right. He's right. I back him 100%. What he says is gold. But it's just like, dude, you're fucked. And then, then Phil, the big Aussie biffo, went and deleted all those fucking posts and fucking shit before I could grab the screenshots. But dead ass, they were there. Mm. Like, the fucking cunts cook, man. And then trying to say, oh, everything I say on the internet is a work. Everything I do in messaging is a work. And it's like, dude, you're not fucking working. This is the real you, bro. Mm. Like, what you see is what you get. And I've seen, like, his little podcast with you and stuff. The cunts fucking fried, man. <laughs> like, and it ain't about, like, the whole cancel culture with him or something. He's just a fucking cancer to this business out here. Like, you don't want somebody coming from the fucking States and the first show they work is APW and have to deal with Phil Picasso as a fucking promoter. It's going to give us give it a bad look, especially when there's only like 12 companies in the whole country. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot more companies than that. Like, I think we've got more than 12 formations in fucking New South Wales. Like, let's be real. But, like, yeah, good thing, but, you know. yeah, I mean, but, like, yeah. like, Phil's shows are a, a, a kind of, they're an exp like I've been to one of his shows and it's like man they're, they're wild bro like it's an experience to say the least and well I can imagine yeah but like I, I don't know man like saying shit about someone's kids and bringing that into it bro as as a father man I look I don't, I don't condone that shit like I don't think that that's that's too good to be talking about someone's kids, man. Like, you, I don't know. Like, talk shit about the person you're beefing with and all that sort of stuff, man. But like, your beef is with them, not not their not their kids or their wives or or their family, you know. And the war and the warped sense of fucking thinking. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I get that he's like a funny personality, and like you can look at him and laugh because the cook's cunt or the cunt's cooked. He fucking snorts pre workout in the locker room. You know what I mean? Like, sure, that's fucking funny. <laughs> but he's fucking like 70. Jesus mm. Christ. Like, wh like, what are you doing? Nobody fucking books you because you're fucking, you can't even bump right. You can't sell right. And you're just trying to, like, get this online persona. And it ain't fucking working. Like, you know, you don't use social media as, like, a way to work. A mm. way to, like, promote yourself and your character you know what i mean like especially under the name phil i can understand it on like having a having a fan page or something like that the bird man and then him doing his little f crazy fucking rants and stuff on there i can understand that but your personal page should be like the real you mm. you know face facebook should always be um like it, it's a place to shit post but it ain't a place to like expose who the real you are. And that's like, I've got messages from this guy. Cause when I had that first encounter with him and we started going back and forth and he was in my inbox for about three days. Like I wouldn't even respond to him and he would come back like five hours later and start going in again and talking about, he's coming down here to beat me up and, this and that, and then the next thing I know, like I'm getting a message from him two hours later saying, yeah, you're right, I'm not no real Aussie Biffo. 
you know, I, I need to get off the drugs. I need to stop drinking so much. I, I, maybe I shouldn't work so many hours to fund my own fed. Like, I mean, the, he's just fucking fried, man. <laughs> it's too much. It's, it's, entertainment. I, it's entertainment for me. Though. Like, I love to stir the pot. I love to shit stir people. Would you, and, would you have a match with him? Would you wrestle him? Would you work him? No, I'd fight him. I'm going to work like, him. I'll fight him. So you what, you want to have a legit shoot fight with him? Uh, I would fight him. Like he's probably he's old and frail. I'd probably hit him one time and he'd turn into dust. But like having an actual wrestling match with him, he don't even really wrestle. Like mm. the guy don't really even wrestle. Like he just goes out there. All he's got is chops. I'll split your chest open. Like big deal, bro. <laughs> Shit, hey, man, it, 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 it's fucking wild. Like the amount of shit that just sort of like between like this sort of thing. Like it's, and I feel like this has been going on for a long time. Like I even offered to have Zuzu and Phil on, uh, like to do a live podcast and to nut it out and to have a conversation live on the show. And unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen. I'd, I'd really like to, to, to be able to make it happen, but unfortunately, it's, um, you know, we weren't able to pull it off. Well, no, I remember. I remember that whole thing too when he was supposed to come on, and he backed out of it. Phil backed out of it. He's just like, "No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing no podcast because he knows that he's going to get put on blast, and he ain't going to be able to answer to what he said mm-hmm. and what he's done to fucking to Zuzu. Like the shit that he said and that he's done to Zuzu, it's, it's pretty fucked. You know, what, like, did, what did it all start over though? I think. What it all started over was when APW first started running and mm-hmm. he wanted to book Zuzu because I guess Zuzu stayed at his house a couple times when he was doing trips and shit like that. And um, Zuzu ended up backing out of the show because it just wasn't financially feasible for him. He just couldn't see having to pay for his own flight, even though fucking Phil says that he paid for Zuzu's flight. That cunt can't even fucking barely pay a venue. Like, he ain't paying for nobody's fucking flights anywhere. And Zuzu's just like, nah, it's just not worth it for me. And then Phil lost his shit, which makes sense because I've had one of uh, some backyarder that, because he books a lot of backyarders, a lot of fucking idiots that can't get booked anywhere. And this kid was messaging back and forth with me about a week ago. And, uh, he said the same thing. Like Phil had him booked for a show, and then this kid poked, like shared something from WWE, like something about one of their shows or a wrestler or something. And I guess Phil jumped in his fucking inbox and lost his shit at him because he was sharing things from other places that weren't APW. He was supposed to sit from the time that Phil books you, you got a post about APW, and he lost his shit at this fucking kid. And fucking ex- canceled him off the show and all that shit. So, like, I, I believe, like, from what I've been getting from other people about, because I get messages all the time. They're like, thanks for saying something to him because he's fucked. Like, Jeez. <laughs> it's, so, it, it, it's, it's a crazy, uh, crazy fucking, like, it, it, <laughs> only in the world of wrestling, bro. Only in the world of wrestling. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's Dude. always something new. 
fuck, man, it, it definitely is, bro. There's always something happening, man. So, like, so you, all right, so if you and Phil get into a fight, you you reckon you can beat him in a fight, like in a straight one on one fight? Oh come on, man! <laughs> Does a bear shit oh. in the woods? I don't know, man. Phil's pretty tough, bro. He's pretty tough. Yeah. It's what he says, but come on. Like, I'm sure he's pretty tough. I mean, he's crazy, too. Like, he's got a few screws loose. He's got to have some kind of head trauma somewhere. Like, he's pretty fucked in the head. And crazy people are pretty crazy. And they, they have no fear. They have they, Their pain tolerance is pretty high up there. But he doesn't know where I've been. Doesn't know what I've been through. Slap <laughs> the taste out of that kind. <laughs> Jesus, man! Like not even holding back one one bit whatsoever. You know what? Like I think, like if you guys were to have that fight, like, it, like I don't know, man. It'd have to be on a show. Like I feel like, you know, it, or even like Zuzu versus Phil on a show would be pretty interesting to see. Ah, oh, man, that would be a fucking mollywop. That poor, <laughs> poor fucking bird man. The bell would ring and then it'd be over. Because look at Zuzu. Come on, he hits Phil and Zuzu's MMA train, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's boxing the train. He's gonna square. Zuzu's Phil's gonna square up. True. <laughs> Phil's gonna square up with him, and the next thing you know, we're gonna see the teeth in the back of his head. Jesus, bro. He'll go back to his original teeth, but fuck, man. But yeah, like Phil, for the for the most part, I feel like you know, like look, he's he's crossed the line there. But like, could someone like should he be cancelled for it? Like, should he be cancelled for what he said? Like, do do you think that there's still a place for him in the in the business? Honestly, man, like he's a cancer. He really is. He reminds me of like. A couple promoters back at home that they were X'd out because they were just cancers. And they would say and do like the most stupidest fucking shit. And then once people caught on to who they actually really were, they just stopped working for them. And the next thing you know, they fizzled away. And I think Phil's at that age too, where like, I mean, he's not really given the community something unique or interesting or different. He's working his fucking ass off at like 70 years old at his fucking shoot job, making heaps of money to fund a company that's only drawn fucking 14 people. Oh, well, he did He did comment on one of my posts today. What do you mean 14? I've actually got 16 paid for this show. Uh, okay, kind. <laughs> you got 16 people. <laughs> that's fucking, that, that's hilarious, bro. He's doing it for himself, you know, and like who runs their own company and puts their own titles on themselves. And that's what he's about to do again. You know, he's about to put his title back on himself. And it's just like, you know, like you're just doing this just for your own entertainment at this point. You might as well put your wrestling ring in the backyard and have a buddy come over once a week and fucking wrestle with each other and do your own little fucking mock show at home and not lose any money and be able to smoke your fucking meth, snort your pre-workout and fucking drink your goddamn booze in the, in your backyard and pretend to wrestle. Jesus. That's some pretty harsh words, bro, for the Birdman. But like, if you think, like, do you think if uh Birdman would be down to doing a podcast with you, would you be down to, to being on it with him? 
So he could just fucking yell and scream and talk over me. Like, and I just sit here and get high and smoke my cigarettes and drink my beer. Fuck. I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> that'd be wild. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be some wild shit. Like just to, <clears throat> just to see how that would, would pan out. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I'd like to see if, like, if Phil would do it. You know, like, do, I think him and Zuzu needs to happen. Um, but I think, we, I think we get a three way with the three of us and let's see what, what happens and maybe get his fucking friend from Mississippi, Mississippi on there as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about that. I think that might be a little bit too much. Like, I, I feel like one on one would probably be the best way to, to handle it. Uh, you know, like I, I feel like it's just like you and Zuzu are friends, so it's like you bring Birdman on, then it's like a two against one argument. So I kind of feel like I don't know. You we, we got to have an even, yeah. even playing field to some some degree, and I feel like whoever this guy is in in Mississippi, this fucking redneck fucking dipshit. Like I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to bring on some fucking some hillbilly Mark, bro. No, I'm just it's quality entertainment. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'd be. I'd just have to. This would be me the whole time, just going. Please continue. <laughs> Please. Hi, my name is Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. But no, I'd, I'd go one on one. I would like to see him and Zuzu because the, the the history is there, and Zuzu's got a lot more shit that he can tell you than I can because I've heard so much shit, not even just from Zuzu about like the antics of Birdman. That it's just it, it'll. Fucking blow your mind, bro. <laughs> the cut's fucking good. Oh, bro. It, it, it's, yeah, like I had Zuzu on not long ago and we spoke about it. And like I said, it, it, it's crazy to see how this shit unravels. But like, like I said, for me as well, like I just sit back and see myself getting tagged in this shit. I'm just like, fuck, am I being tagged? <laughs> like, why? And then it's like because my family and that see me being tagged and they're going, What the fuck are you involved in? <laughs> like, you know I mean? So I just tell people like non-wrestling people, it's just part of it. it's a it's a work. Like we're, we're no, I wish he wouldn't tag me in all of his shit and like even tag you either. Like you ain't got nothing to do with it. I think it's just because we're giving him a platform. Like you gave him the 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 first podcast and I could tell when he was shooting, when you were shooting it with him, that he really enjoyed it. He was yeah. enjoying that. And I and the attention that I'm giving him, too, that's why I try not to say anything to him. But then the next thing you know, my picture's popping up in one of his fucked up, fucking stupid-ass little fucking seven-year-old fucking pictures. Like, I just don't get it. I do, I do pop at the shit when I see like a photo of him and Sylvester the cat and it's like tax money came in off to the cat house. That shit pops me. Like I have to admit that shit fuck I that shit does actually pop me. <laughs> Huge. It's like like I'm just going this guy has zero fucks to give. Like that's some that's cooked. That is some fucking wild out cooked shit. I'm just like fuck me. It's more than zero fucks to give like and I get it that he's an old man and he doesn't understand social media and electronics and computers and stuff, but his work is primitive and I can respect the primitive aspect of it. It's like uh, if a caveman, if a caveman was given a fucking a smartphone nowadays and like, here you go, this is how you make fucking Photoshop pictures and stuff like it'd be like caveman style. 
Yeah, but could you imagine Harley Race, but like being around, like in and being around the product now, and they're going, "Oh yeah, Harley." So uh, yeah, there is. It'd be like, yeah, someone give me a beer. Oh no, Harley, we drink White Claw now. White we drink White Claw. <laughs> 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 uh, oh no, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't smoke cigarettes anymore, Harley. No, 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 we vape. In one second, I think I fucked up here. Oh man, but that's that's kind of the um. That's kind of the way that it has rolled out now. But, yeah, no, it definitely is, man. Like, there's a lot of hilarious shit that we do see being dropped. Um, but, yeah, like some of it you just sort of got to shake your head and go, what the fuck? I actually got a fucking – that's what I was just checking right now. You know that Alex Dixon guy that's been defending that fucking Phil Picasso? I don't know who that is. He's a wrestler. He's got a bunch of, like, wrestling pictures, but. He thinks we got off on the wrong foot and he wants to make amends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair, fair enough, man. Squash the beef. That's what we that that's what we do here, bro. We squash those beefs. <clears throat> no, and I'm all for that, you know. Like I don't want any beef with any of these fucking cunts, man. Like I got no problem with any of these people. But I just really hate shit dicks, man. Like I just can't stand a shit dick. And I'll call him on it. Like, I've uh, just been one of my things. Like, I do, did with Mr. California. Like, I did with fucking Val Venus. Like, if you're a shit dick, I'm going to call you on it. If you don't like it, well, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. What, you, called, a out Val, you called out Val Venus? Oh, for? yeah. And we go fucking every once a year now. I fucking post about how much of a piece of shit he is because he really is a piece of shit. But, uh, you know, that, this is about. 2016 or so and he was seeing one of my death matches come across his feed because we were friends on facebook and he started shitting on it and then like saying that he could outwork me and he could be in a better death match than me and i was just like well fucking i know people that could set it up you want to come out and he was all for it and then i had somebody a promoter that was going to pay for it pay for his flight and all that and then he was just like, oh, no, man, I'm not coming out and doing it unless you pay me Bitcoin. And, yeah, it's just like he was talking a bunch of mad shit. But then the second that it was about to happen, he was just like, nah, I'm not doing it. Pay me in Bitcoin. Don't pay me in real money. Pay me in Bitcoin. <clears throat> Why the fuck Bitcoin? Because he's a fucking weird cunt. Have you seen any of his shit on Twitter and Fucking look him up on YouTube, man. The fucking yeah, I've seen he's he's, really he's about as cooked as fucking Birdman. <laughs> fucking hell, Val Venus. There you go. Maybe I'll get you and Val on the phone. But like, does 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 Val Venus actually respond to you every year? Just like fuck you, cunt. Like, no, about, <laughs> about three years ago is when he stopped responding to me. He was responding for about four years. And then he would like block me and then he'd unblock me. I don't know. He's, he's a weird unit, man. That guy's fucking, he's fucked. Yeah, I've heard he, he's pretty fried, man. I've heard he's a, a pretty cooked motherfucker, bro. But uh, man, as as we start to uh, to really wrap it up here, man, um, you know, bro, like for everything that you've got going on, man, like what have you got planned for the rest of the year? Oh, I've got some stuff coming up here in Melbourne. I'll share it on my socials. Um, you know, my 
David Brown Social on Facebook. I think it's Guido209 on Instagram. Uh, I've got AOW, Australian Outlaw Wrestling, coming up in December. Got a couple shows lined up with them. Other than that, I'm just fucking working and enjoying life. Stirring the pot when I can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay, so stirring the pot. So we'll, we'll end this one on a bit of a controversial one. Uh, like stir, you want to stir the pot one more time? Like, what? Who's someone you want to call out? Like, I, I know, like, I follow your social media, and there's always like someone that you, you've got to deal with. So I'm going to give you a public forum to call someone out publicly. Oh man, you put me on the spot here, Pierce. Oh man, I'm sorry. Um, I thought you'd have a list, bro. So, <laughs> no, I, I think I think me and Joel Bateman need to have a talk. I think that's where it is. We need to have us a good man-to-man sit-down, maybe over a couple pints, and get to the fucking bottom of all this fucking bullshit. The way that I've been treated, the way that he's done is kind of like, I, I would like to have a sit-down with him. Mm-hmm. Fucking have a nice good chat. See who wears that couple beer, that glass of beer first. You know, like, someone's hey. going to. Hey man, like I said, I, I threw it out there. If you guys want to come and talk about it, I can host it. <laughs> I can I can make it civil ground between the two of you. <laughs> I'd love to, but you know, like just like everything else, you won't come out and talk about nothing. Yeah, we'll just let it all go under the radar and hope that it fizzles away. Yeah, I mean that's the that's what a bitch move does, bro. <laughs> that's what a bitch yeah. move is, I should say, bro. Like, you know, you just pussy's gonna pussy. Exactly, bro. Pussies are gonna pussy. Bitch moves. Bitches are gonna do bitch moves. But um, man, I appreciate you for coming on, man. We got to get you back on again very soon, man. But uh, man, I'll tell you what, man. Thank you again. But uh, where is? Uh, have you got any merch going? Anything like that that you want to plug? Nah, fuck no, man. I just want the fans to come watch me wrestle when I do. Come out to AOW. Follow my socials. Watch where I'm posting about where I'm gonna be in December. Come out. Pay for a ticket, give me some love, get an autograph, get a picture, buy me a fucking beer, smoke hey. a cigarette with me. Let's have a good time. <laughs> hey, that's it, man. Sounds perfect. But guys, thank you for tuning in to shooting the shit uncensored, the greatest podcast in the world. Till next time, till next time, take care. All the best. Mwah. Peace out. <laughs>